Hello, and welcome back to the Between the Two Rows podcast. I'm your host, Forrest Anders, alongside my co-host and brother, Lane Anders. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Been a pretty good day here. Yeah, woke up. Actually, got to sleep in a good bit. Woke up to some pouring rain that we were hoping for. I think the forecast was like 60% chance uh, throughout the week. Luckily, got some of that rain to fall a good bit, actually, maybe like, uh, closer to a, an inch, inch and a quarter in some places. So Yeah, just like you, I was excited. You know, we stayed up and watched the UFC fights last night, got mm-hmm. to sleep in this morning and woke up to thunder, which is probably one of the best feelings in the world. And with the heat we're going to have this week, uh, we really needed that moisture that we got for sure. So I think everybody's stoked. Yeah, I don't think we were necessarily hurting for moisture. Um we we oh, the corn wasn't twisting up from heat or anything. It hasn't been no, too too no. hot, but with uh, heat in the forecast in the next coming week or two, it was good to have that extra inch of rain. Um, yeah, what are our high, what are our high temperatures supposed to be this week? I think the high temperature is around ninety three or ninety four, but uh, feels like it's like one hundred three to one hundred four. So yeah, some some real crazy heat we're gonna have this week, but yeah. that rain really saved us pretty much Mm -hmm. so hopefully we won't be hurting too bad yeah so give us a little bit of the uh a crop report for us on anders farms yeah so with that rain today uh when we planted our corn you know how long do you think we planted corn for probably three or four weeks yeah uh yeah we didn't plant every single day but what we did is basically planted when the ground was fit and mitigated our risk that if we did go for a week or two without rain, all of our corn wasn't going to be at the same exact spot right. roasting out there like in an oven. So the earliest corn we planted, that rain that we got this morning basically sealed the deal on it. Uh, I wouldn't mind an inch or so of rain a week from now. Mm-hmm. But it the uh, kernels were already swelling up pretty good. I, I think we're at dough stage there. I didn't really check it real well, but... I think it's it's good. So, and then the rest of our corn is just now starting to fill kernels. So the rain that it got there is going to be able to push water and nutrients up to the kernels to do that. And then the stuff in reproductive stage, uh, basically, it cooling off and getting rain is going to really help it during the reproductive process. So, yeah, one thing I want to add, we talked about uh, on the last episode was pulling that sweet corn for the uh, local football team. And we had some of it last night. We've had it some in the previous weeks, and it is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I, it, so It, it if, blew my mind, like, how good it was and that we were a part of doing that, honestly. Yeah, and we've always had, like, little gardens and stuff around the shop or some grow some tomatoes or some pepper plants. But if anybody has room for some garden space and wants to grow some sweet corn, I highly recommend it. Um, it's, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. And every, everybody had, has, like, their own way of doing it. And, you know, some people say, you know, like, put butter on it, put yeah. it in the oven or put it on the grill. I like just eating it. And just we've been like, eating it raw, dog. Like, literally, like, pulling it straight off the corn plant and then yeah. eating it and shucking it back and eating it. And I think it's phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what day was that that the big report came out? You want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, truly, I think it was – oh, I can't remember what. Some Thursday day, or Friday? Yeah, someday in the week. Uh, come out at 11 a.m., I know that. But uh, there was an agricultural report called the uh, World Agricultural Supply and Demand. Uh, I don't know what the – I don't remember exactly. But that's, that's pretty close to it. Well, we talked about earlier, the USDA releasing re- reports and stuff like that. Right. So this is another report that comes out, and um, pretty much it talks about the uh, amount of crops we have on hand uh, for exports or domestic use. And right. then the projected yields and or some uh, some stuff like that and uh, projected exports. And yeah, the uses. last the last report we talked about, you know, it said that corn acres were sixteen million 
you know, under what they thought they were going to be, yeah. something crazy like that, and soybean the same way. So this is just kind of a, a – there's like a different report every week. Right. They're coming from different departments. It's like there's a different report every week, but there's only like four reports. And so the each report comes out once a month, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so it's a cycle. Exactly. But, um, yeah, so pretty much I think as far as I've read, it sounds like uh, beans are getting close to $9 a bushel, I think, you know, if – depending on how much optimism influencers have in the market. Uh, a trade deal along with the U.S. and China could boost them to over $9. This is talking about the future, what we could see, Yeah, basically. Because, uh, I mean, midweek they were like eight ninety eight, and now they're back down to like eight seventy or something. But anyways, yeah. moving on to corn, I think, um, you know, the domestic use and exports for corn are down, but they were already uh, – estimated to be down from last month's so that didn't really influence the market too much i think now uh heat and a lack of rainfall in the midwest is going to be the the uh deciding factor on what corn goes up or down or whatnot so you got some uh weather stations saying that it's going to be hot and dry and some said it's going to be cool and a little bit soggy yeah we saw we saw the market turn up you know with the last report you were talking about now we're basically seeing it level off not necessarily taking a big hit but right i think off. i think corn's going to be pretty stable uh just pretty much all dependent upon the weather yeah. and then beans is going to be also semi-stable with a little bit of upside um depending on how trade negotiations go in the future and stuff like that so yeah uh, it, was, it was a not necessarily re- the report we wanted but i mean it's right it, it wasn't the worst thing in the world either yeah. So, uh, this uh, also Saturday we sprayed our uh, latest beans that we planted. We went back and sprayed them. They were a little bit behind. Yeah, majority. a little weed control. Yeah, a little weed control. Weed control on those. They're a little bit behind the majority of them, and uh, we were having a little bit of electrical issues on our water wagon. Uh, we kept blowing fuses on our chemical pump. Yeah, it's a runoff, a semi runoff the batteries of it. And we kept blowing fuses. It was getting hot. We were running around trying to get that fixed, you know, being in the field. And uh, at one point, we all jumped in my truck. My pickup was the only pickup in the field. And we headed back to the shop to get some different fuses and stuff to try to figure this, figure out this electrical stuff. And none of us are electricians. Let's start off with that. We, we yeah. all have a good understanding of how it works, but we are by no means electrical professions yeah i talked last week i talked last week about fixing some uh hydraulics and cylinders or something i can't remember and uh you know i was giving props to mechanics but i I truly think i'm giving more props to electricians every week as soon as every week as soon as we have plumbing problems i'm gonna be i tell you what across the country farming opened up your eyes to how many different professions you're thankful you don't have to do yeah but so we went and got some parts and came back (laughs) and did probably did some stuff to bypass either way we had to go get an old pump to get it to work, and the mm-hmm. way this one ho- hooks up, it just hooks up straight to a battery. So we needed to hook it up to my pickup, but it to be on the semi trailer to run. Right. So we needed the pump on the semi on the semi, and we needed your truck to be close so the leads from the pump could hook up to your battery and give it power. Exactly. So when I I knew the the leads weren't extremely long, so I pulled up kind of close to the semi trailer trailer, like uncomfortably close, like yeah. if you're parked close to a car in a parking lot. Yeah. And I should have known better. I think Lane was in the passenger seat. Uh, Stewie, our cousin, was in the back, along with Wilson the dog, and our father was in the back. So we kind of jumped out like a – I don't know what you'd say we jumped out like. It was kind of like a NASCAR pit stop, like everybody just like bailed out uh, at like once. Dukes of Hazard roll down the window and jump out the window. 
Oh, yeah. But uh, so we got there, and as I was opening my door, I knew it was going to be tight, so I kind of squeezed out, and I hear, Dad was sitting behind me, and I saw his door fly open, like if you were to walk up and, like, kick a screen door or something. <laughs> yeah. And as soon as it did, I just heard, like, a solid, like, like it hit something. Like when you open your car door and it hits somebody else's car, like that sound that it just sends like chills down your back, just yeah. like nails going down like a chalkboard. And I was like, oh, no. But, you know, my, my, my truck's not perfect. Like it's got dings and dents stuff all over it. Like, I, like it's, it's a not, a, truck. It's not truck. a big deal. Not a hamburger truck. Well, dad looks at me and he goes, I think I hit something. And I'm, I'm right there and I'm like, yeah, so dad's Maybe. in the back left and force is driving in the front left. Yeah, so I, mean, I was right there and he's like, oh, I think I hit something with the door. And I'm like, well, yeah, I think he did. So he rolls down his window, mm-hmm. pokes his head out, pulls his door like back shut and then like kind of puts it up against the semi trailer again and like hits it, like taps it two or three more times to make like to try to figure out what he hit. And by doing that, he's just hitting it more. And I was looking at him, and I guess we're paying for what we did as kids. Oh, yeah. Because I'm sure we were just yeah, swinging Yeah, and not to mention, a month ago, I was mowing and accidentally slung a rock and hit his tailgate, so. Yeah, but I, it was it was funny. Like, obviously, it wasn't, like, a big deal whatsoever, but just looking at him and the way he was just looking out, trying to figure out what my door hit yeah. when he opened it, and by doing that, he, like, hit it three more times trying to figure it out. And then he yeah. like, crawled across the back seat. <laughs> over Wilson. Over the dog. Dad's crawling across my back seat and just, like, jumps out the other side with his pliers to go fix the blown fuse. Yeah, it was funny. I watched. I had already gotten out, and I watched the whole thing happen because I was, I was wondering, you know, it was a super tight fit. I mean, a young teenager probably could have got out of it pretty but easy. If, but If I wouldn't have pulled up that close, somebody would have said something like, oh, you, you think you could have parked any closer? You I know, don't know. I mean, I don't know. It would have been funnier if it would have been somebody else's truck, but it was definitely funny uh, looking back at it. Yeah, so to go back to those pumps not working right, I wanted to throw in a little story. Um, I guess it was last weekend, or it might have been middle of the week. We, we got our chores done early, so me and Forrest hopped in uh, – the old CJ5 uh, Jeep that we have, and we were going to ride around for a little bit. And uh, keep in mind, it's been sitting for about a year. Yeah, and, it's uh, the Jeep we talked about in the last episode. Yeah, so we run to the gas station. We, I mean, the fuel gauge doesn't work, of course. And so we were going to run to the gas station, put some gas in it, make sure we were good to go before we rode around and looked at crops and everything. And uh, pull up to the gas station. I run in and get a, water, a couple waters and a protein bar or something. Force is out pumping gas, and... Um, we get back in it, and uh, it turns over, turns over, turns over, and it won't ever catch. And it usually does, like, first try. Oh, yeah, you, you like, turn the key, and it fires right up. Yeah, it's one of those really, really good cranking vehicles. And uh, so we were sitting there, and it wouldn't ever crank, and I was going to lead that into kind of like the pump situation. It was just it's just annoying when stuff doesn't work right, and watching you – get mad about it just just over a vehicle not cranking it, it was hysterical that's my number one pet peeve it's hysterical. But, I mean, it'd be a different world we lived in if everything worked right yeah. but as soon as like it turned over that first time and it didn't catch oh he looked at me and he's like what what should we do i was like i, well, I don't I know I, mean, we I can't were, do anything i knew we were in trouble like the first time it didn't and that drives me nuts when stuff doesn't work right like I'm, i got furious we're sitting yeah. and we were what would we say like 10 or 15 minutes from the yeah. house probably I mean, it's the gas station we always go to. But uh, so I called dad. He's like, hey, look, this thing won't start. Uh, I was like, he's like, he started asking a bunch of questions. And I probably got short with him, but I wasn't frustrated at him by what, by no means. I was just frustrated at the situation. Mm -hmm. 
but he got there and we finally he was he came to the rescue but we were just sitting out there and Wilson was in the back and uh he about melted into a puddle like he can't he he's a thick boy. He's a big old boy. He he doesn't do well with heat. I mean, it, as long as he's in a truck with air conditioner, he's just the nicest. You won't you won't ever hear him move or yeah. breathe or anything. It was this, funny. Dad said, "I guess Dad was sitting at the house when we called him for help." And uh, it was funny after he he pulled us off down the road and uh, we started it up. But it was funny. Dad said every time like we got we go out on like a little adventure or something, and he said every single time Force calls, and as soon as he answers the phone, you know, Dad says, "Hey, Force says you got a minute." He said, I just go ahead and start putting my boots on because something yeah. went wrong. No, that's that's usually the way I start off if something's terribly wrong is asking if he's, you know, sitting down, you know, yeah. doesn't have a hammer or something in his hand to throw it through a wall. <laughs> but, yeah, so he was making fun of me for calling him, telling him that every time. Yeah, that was funny. All right, so I guess we're going to move into a little bit of educational segment. Uh, now, you know, we, t- we talked about it briefly in the last episode uh, with row spacing, and um, – I guess not necessarily as much as to why different plants are spaced differently, but today we're going to focus on soybeans. and. Yeah, I think that's a good way to go about it because it's such a broad topic and we could sit here for hours and talk right. about different row spacing on different crops and mm-hmm. the reasons why. So I think if we stick to one and yeah. kind of work through it diligently. And to give you all a little background, we're picking soybeans. Um, I personally think it's probably the most versatile plant uh, you can plant it super close to to that, the other that we row work or, with that we right. Work with. That's true. That's yeah. true. I think we're, that's what we we're going to talk about. So uh, on our farm right now, we are running a thirty inch planter mm-hmm. which can plant soybeans and corn, but on we're thirty just, inch rows. Thirty inch rows. So basically, you have one row, and then if you were to measure thirty inches left or right of that row in the same direction, there will be another row th- exactly thirty inches away. Yeah. And the reason we went with that is because we can plant corn and soybeans with the same planter and not have to have two different planters, which isn't uncommon, but in this area, it's more common to just have one planter that does both. But yeah. there are people that have two. I think the larger you get, you know. So with the different soybeans planted anywhere from 40 inches to seven and a half inches, there are advantages and disadvantages to both. And usually farmers like to or have one, I would say styles, more of styles. Yeah, it's more of a preference deal. Yeah, it depending me, on what p- some people prefer, like the sh- smaller rows, because they're, the, we'll get into some of the advantages of that. Like uh, one of the things we deal with, with weed pressure and stuff, is competition of water and space. Mm-hmm. Water, sunlight, and space, and everything. And the quicker we talk about crops lapping, whereas they cover the middle, so the space between the two rows when they shade the ground, yeah, that helps a ton with weed pressure. If the weeds can't get sunlight, they can't grow. Right. So the soybeans planted a lot closer together will, will we say, cover the middles or lap or cut out all the sunlight a lot quicker than they would on thirty or forty inch soybeans. Mm-hmm. But then again, they would get into competition with themselves a lot quicker as well, which is where you see uh, the competition for sunlight and the soybeans will basically, what, we, what we've seen and what we've noticed, they basically get in a race with one another, so they all have to grow vertically to get sunlight. Yeah. And there, some people like that and some people don't. Uh, we've, we've kind of leaned away from that. We've, we've had a uh, 15-inch, which is kind of an in-between, and we saw that some of the soybeans were growing a little bit taller than we wanted them to. Mm-hmm. They we're, we're talking about like five, six footers. 
when we, right, when we like didn't you walk were, five, six Like you were walking through them and they were like as tall as your head, yeah. which, you know, some people probably love that, that they have tall soybeans, but we we didn't see that being beneficial to us. Well, you know, to me, um, you know, just kind of in my head, if you're talking five, six-foot soybeans, it seems like um, forwards to backwards, they're going to be spaced out a little bit more. But for some reason to me, it just seemed like it was hard getting water all the way down to the ground because they were just so, so Well, tall. you look at the resources and the energy they use for that vegetative competition with one another. They spend a lot of their energy and resources to grow tall. Right, and that too, yeah. And that's you're not that's not how you get paid is off the vegetative. You get paid right. off the reproductive part, which is then producing yeah, You get seed paid again. off the fruit, not how tall the plant exactly. is. Exactly. So we've gone to a wider row, which we used to be a couple of years ago, we were on 15 inches, yeah. and now we're at 30 inches across the board. So with 30 inches, we're able to pick our varieties and stuff and have a, a bushier bean. Right, so we're shooting for a lot shorter bean, and um, they're with them being planted further away, side to side, you can stack them in a little bit tighter front to back. Right, yeah, we're planting the same exact number of seeds per mm-hmm. acre as somebody right. is on seven and a half. They're just further away left to right than they are front yeah, to back. Yeah, they're just oriented different, and you pick a different variety where it suits the left, yeah. the left and the right growth instead of up and down. Right, and one of the things, like Lane was saying – when we're picking out our varieties for soybeans, you can look if they're more of what they call an axial growth where they grow vertically and all the soybeans will be on the main growing point. The main stem of the plant. Exactly. Yeah. Now, it'll it'll have limbs that shoot off with leaves on there, but you won't see many soybean pods, which is what encases the soybeans. Mm-hmm. But we shoot for like a bushier bean, which I believe is what they refer to as terminal growth. And they have a lot more limbs, but you'll also see soybean pods on the limbs. Right. But like like we were talking about, the disadvantage is that, the, one of the disadvantages with that is that they don't cover the ground or shade the ground out near as fast. Right. I mean, they got like, uh, what, four times as much space to cover in between row one and row two as yeah, a seven if and a half talking inch to, being Yeah, does. if you're talking about seven and a half. So then we have to change up our chemical program a little bit too right. to help out with that because we know that there's going to be sunlight hitting the soil a little bit longer than it used to. So there's a hundred different ways to skin a cat, like people say. And, you know, some people live and die by tall soybeans or short soybeans and, you know, crazy stuff. But. And you got brown soybeans versus the tan or silver-looking soybeans. I mean, there's all types of stuff you oh, can go yeah, with there, There's so many different things to do there, different ways to go with that but that's the difference we just wanted to scrape the tip of the iceberg with that you know if you go by and uh you know to the average eye you might go driving by a field and and you think there's something planted close together you're like oh that's beans and then you go down the road and there's something planted it's a lot more spaced out and you're like well that can't be beans that might have to be cotton or something else but like growing up we used to dad used to like quiz us driving by fields and like ask us what stuff was and like it's the easiest thing in the world to know what like corn is compared to other stuff right because of the parallel venation. We can talk about that another totally different day. But corn's like a grass, and then soybeans are like broadleafs. It's very easy to mm-hmm. see that. But the soybeans and cotton is a little more difficult. Yeah. Especially when it's younger. It's funny because, I mean, that's the way we learned how to associate, you know, what crop was what was by driving by and looking at them. So I've started quizzing my fiance. That's how I'm trying to teach her also. I thought that was fun. Yeah, if she gets a couple more wrong, she may get the boot. She hasn't gotten many wrong in the past two or three times we went, so I'm proud. Yeah, but uh, well, speaking of, I, w- I want to throw in a quick story when we're talking about just fields and spacing and stuff. Um, 
you know, tonight we met up and we had some hunting discussions, you know, just just brainstorming what we were going to do this winter in our off time or whatever. You know, we hunt and fish a good bit. But um, I was thinking about it just on top of my head. There was this field, and of course, if you remember this, you can chime in a little. There's this field, and this was like the first time I ever killed an animal. But when you're harvesting corn or something, there's always little mice running through the field. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, they'll, we've had some like run up our pant leg and stuff. And so they're almost like a pest. There's so many of them. Yeah. And so one day, dad and uncle, dad was in a combine. Uncle Mike was in a combine or a truck or something. And they left us too. And uh, we had told them our plan the day before that we were going to take those BB guns and we were going to put a hurting on those mice. And I, I don't know why I thought it was so funny, but I just thought today, the first time we ever shot one, and dude, it like scarred me for life. I never wanted to yeah. kill an animal ever well, again. What we would do is like when they would harvest, they kind of go and get it down to a smaller area. So like if they're cutting corn or harvesting corn in one direction, the mice would just go over to where they the standing corn. The standing was. corn. Well, it gets to a point where they're getting all the corn that's there left. So it was like a condensed version. There was like twelve rows of corn left. Twelve <laughs> rows of corn that was forty acres when they started. Now every mouse that was in that forty acres is in twelve <laughs> rows. So we would like sit there on like four wheelers or three wheelers or whatever with our BB guns and try to hunt down these mice. It was scary. And we, I mean, like, and we we finally got one. And then I'm pretty sure we bawled our eyes out when we realized yeah. what we had done. But. I don't yeah, know we why were, we were ripping that. on four wheelers with BB guns, thinking <laughs> we were going to kill every mouse in the country. Yeah, that was funny. Speaking of that funny thing, I saw at TikTok the other day of a, a little kid, and uh, I guess his dad was pressure washing the concrete. And they make like this attachment for concrete that uh, spins in a circle and basically pressure washes. It's a little covering, and the little kid grabbed onto it. He like hit the trigger on the pressure washer well it just like went up in the air like a ufo and the kids start the funniest thing i ever the seen the kids start screaming at the top of his lungs and it reminded me of my first experience with a pressure washer now dad may remember this totally different but the way i remember it he was doing some pressure washing i may have been like five or six i don't know but i was like man i want i want the pressure washer i want to do it and he like he knew what he was doing he knew exactly what was going to happen yeah. <laughs> So he handed me the pressure washer. Well, I could like barely hold it up. Yeah, the wand weighs like five pounds. Son, I hit especially that especially when you're a kid. I hit that trigger and it blew me <laughs> to the moon. Like I mean it was like it was like a bottle rocket being lit. You know, I mean I didn't weigh enough and the thrust threw me and it was just I mean it's I'm sure they all died laughing. I'm sure I ran off crying or something. Pressure or, washers are mean machines sometimes. Oh, it's the the funniest thing we do on the farm, honestly. That's hilarious. No. Not a, not a fan of washing. All right, right. guys. I think that's going to do it for today. Um, if you don't mind, go over, check out our Instagram at Between Two Rows Podcast. And while you're at it, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, if you don't mind, you can rate, review, and subscribe on your platform of choice. Any last closing comments? I think that's it. Uh, well, just there's so much more visual content over on Instagram. You can yeah. see what we talk about every week. We're posting videos and pictures of us doing it so you can see us out on the farm doing it. So right. go if you're over, a visual learner, for sure, check it yeah, out. Yeah, go over there and to our Instagram page and check that out and give us a follow. So, But I guess we'll see you all next Monday, next week. All right, peace.